We are back. We are back. We are back for another episode, Bachelors in the City. I'm Peter alongside my wonderful roommate, my co-host, my best friend. His name is... Dusty Boy. Dusty Boy. Dustin, guys. Dustin. Um, We're super excited to have you guys. This is going to be a great episode. Pete, tell them what we got. Today, we have a breakdown of the finale. It is finale season of Bachelor in Paradise. It all comes to an end. A couple tears are shed. A couple love stories are solidified. And uh, some hilarious moments as well. Good stuff. We're talking our trip to Belize. And boy, you guys do not want to miss out on that because we had the time of our lives. And I'm going to say, I'm sorry, Pete. I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to say it one more time. They better Belize it. Hey, look at you stealing my lingo. That was my line, but he's... Slaps knee, slaps knee. The guy thinks he's got jokes. He thinks he's got jokes. But uh, no, it's good stuff. Uh, Guys, world's open. We are back to traveling. And uh, yeah, we're excited to do more of this uh, this traveling with you and recapping our, our experiences and bringing you guys along too. A little, I think I teased it before, but stay tuned because we are bringing a couple of you guys, hopefully along with us on our next trip. And then we're finishing off with our third roommate. Today, our third roommate is Stacy. Great question. You guys are going to like it. So let's do it. All righty, guys, let's get into it. It's Bachelor Breakdown time. It's finale. Finale time. It's finale season. The show is over. Yeah, I mean, three hours last night. Three hours. Longer than any one of my relationships Gee, dude. on my season. <laughs> that was but such was, a long... Uh, that's too much. That's too much TV of anything, three hours. Episode was way too long. <laughs> I wasn't... Uh, I think they could have done it in two hours, but uh, let's get into it. Let's, I agree. Let's, let's talk it out. Okay, so let's pick up where we left off. We'll go chronologically through the episode. Starts with Noah and Abigail at prom, which I don't know about you guys, but if I, I've seen some amazing acting performances in my life and this probably was not one of them. It was a, a fake up. Like they didn't really break up. They're still together. Right. So, so you're saying you're not giving them the Oscar? No, I'm not. The Oscar doesn't go. The Emmy doesn't go. Not going to oh. EGOT on this one. Okay. Hey, it's all good. Yeah, I, I kind of, I'm, I'm a little confused now with, it's true. I feel like now it's, it's propose or break up. And I wish they didn't do that uh, because obviously, and it's so funny this morning, you wake up and all the couples that are together have posted that they're, they're together, all the happy photos. And it's just like, it's like, well, then what, why did we just watch that on TV just the other night? I, uh, I'm happy. I'm super happy for Noah and Abigail. We actually, we saw them at the, uh, at the concert in, uh, at the Gov Ball and they had to play, you know, like they didn't see each other. I think, I think one, so one, someone got a picture of them or whatnot and it kind of blew up, blew up online. But um, yeah, they're obviously doing great and uh, super happy they, they stayed together. But I'm not quite sure why they, they put them through that. I don't know why the dichotomy is propose or break up. Like I thought you were able to leave the island together and not go for a ring. And they even say that's one of the options. But like, it seems like the producers were pretty against that, honestly. Yeah, there's probably all kinds of pressure going on. Maybe, who knows? I mean, I'm sure there's pr- pressure coming from all angles and they feel this pressure. If we're not going to be together, we should just go ahead and break up maybe. Who knows? 
I mean, I get the couples that like, like there was pretty, some hilarious couples there, you know, or hilarious breakups that I actually like appreciated or I enjoyed just from an entertainment level. But the serious relationships, like no and Abigail, they were, they were locked in all, all season. Right. I don't know. And then I think, I think Mari kind of called them out a little unnecessarily at the end. They're like, he yeah, owed it to, he owed it to everyone to come in and discuss his private relationship with Abigail and tell him what, like, come on, no, you don't, he doesn't know anyone, anything. That's his relationship. You know? I agree. I also like, it just seemed, I don't think that it's realistic to engage someone after six weeks of knowing them and maybe three hours worth of conversations, which is uh, what you got with all of the girls on your season maybe put together. Yes. But I think that it should be, why are we not just as happy for like Abigail and Noah to be dating? None of these couples that are engaged are going to get married anytime soon. None of them ever do. Like there's some couples who've been engaged for forever so I don't know why we put so much emphasis on the ring. Granted, it is nice that Neil Lane just gives you a 10K ring for free. I, I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's cool. But yeah, I mean, a little birdie told me that, uh, that, yeah, there's some pressure there in paradise that if you're not going to fully commit, they're not going to really let you play it out the way maybe you want to play it out. So who's the birdie? Um, curious. I'm not going to disclose that information, but... Throw them out on Front Street. It's all good. (laughs) (laughs) No, we're not going to get anyone in trouble. But yeah, I think they should change that moving forward with with the next couple of seasons and let people just leave in a relationship if they want. People even do that on on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. So uh, don't necessarily force them to do the whole engagement thing, but it is what it is. I am super curious to know what producers must have said to Noah to kind of set this whole thing off, to be like, hey, bud, you're either going to marry her or like you're going to propose to her or we need you to break up. How do you trigger that in someone? I want to know the psychological warfare that's going on behind the scenes. Oh, it's there. It's, <laughs> it is there. I, I could talk a hours on that. It's definitely there. And again, obviously like they're going for a certain ending in their mind, the producers are. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, damn, guys, I wish I could talk a lot more on this, but it's, it's just know it's there. It's the GoFundMe, there. guys, if you guys want the juice, give us some money so we can pay those lawyer fees. <laughs> yeah, this, so, one, this one would be a big one. So I can't, I gotta, I'm gonna yeah, save some money. Trade secrets, maybe we, we keep on the down low. I, yeah. I like this podcast. I enjoy working with you guys. I'd like if we didn't get sued into oblivion. No, I know. I All in all, I just, it's, I'm super I, I'm super happy that obviously they're still together. I just I wish I hope the show moving forward we can end it here with this you know the known Abigail thing. They let people, the couples just like go at their own pace. Don't force them. Don't pressure them to do anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's an engagement, great. If it's just leaving as a couple, great. If they're breaking up, great. So after that, they're like, all right, it's time for a cocktail party. It'll be a nice refresh. We're gonna have a good time. They go in, and Wells comes out. and He's like, make sure you have those important conversations. But also there's no cocktail party tonight. So I hope you've already had those important conversations. And I was like, what the hell? This is a very poorly written speech. Like you can't be like, you need to have these important conversations. Joke's on you. No cocktail party. But you would think also, that is funny, like kind of like setting them up and like, oh, I don't have time. But honestly, these people, they should have these conversations throughout the whole time on the, the show. You would think so. You'd right? like to think. Yeah. I, uh, 
I think that's just, you know, that's just standard typical bachelor now is you, you cancel a certain amount of cocktail parties in a season and kind of, I think it, it allows couples to kind of get stressed out a little bit and just kind of get your, get, get you in your head a little bit more. It's definitely an effective, effective technique. I mean, every season it's done. That, uh, that was a little funny. Oh, he said that and then just immediately canceled it. And then Chelsea and Natasha both go home, which is, you know, we kind of all saw it coming. And I was shocked that Natasha went home. I'm not going to lie. Really? I you thought they were going to like go throw like a, another like rule change here. Lifeline out there. <laughs> they're going to they're gonna have a producer come in and uh, give her the rose <laughs> that we had never seen before. Yeah, I thought it was never going to end. <laughs> I was I was I was shocked, but uh, I guess everyone's human on the show. <laughs> I think it's good when you see people finally go home. Like it's okay. Like nothing nothing else was here for me. It's time for me to go home. But there's like the quote. It's like don't cry because it's over. Smile because it happened. It's like don't cry because you didn't find love. Smile because you got four hundred thousand Instagram followers. Oh, she got some. Yeah, she found love. That's for sure. <laughs> she found a lot of love. <laughs> she found love. She's gonna be a okay. I could see Natasha doing probably great things for the Bachelor franchise. I could I definitely see, see Natasha being the Bachelorette. In I, I could see her being the Bachelorette. I, I could see season. her being a substitute host. I, I could see her doing a lot of things for the show. Yeah, I mean, good for her. These are great opportunities. That, you know, These are some of the positives that we don't really discuss um, with people when they do do the show. There's so many negatives, but there's so many life-changing um, situations that people get to experience and get you know, a whole new life. And uh, yeah, happy. I'm yeah, happy I'm, I'm, I'm super. I actually saw Natasha. She was at, uh, at GovBall too. And I got to go just have a few words with her. And I was just like, I just told her, I was so happy to see. I felt like on my season, she didn't really get her, her who she was as a person just wasn't really portrayed. And, you know, it is what it is. But on Paradise now, you know, people really got to see her, fall in love with her. And, you know, I'm, I'm super happy for her. I think she's going to do huge things. I will say though, I, I think the show needs to not so blatantly, obviously push, you know, their people forward. I've seen, you know, people talking about that online that it was just a little too obvious with her and uh, with Becca and with... Um, Connor and the cat. With Joe or Connor, yeah. You know, don't push them so much. I get I get why, but I think it was a little too obvious this time. But all in all, I uh, Natasha's got a fan of me if, uh, if she's the Bachelorette whenever that next season comes along. Will you watch that season, Justin? Yeah, I have to. It's my job. <laughs> <laughs> Not because you want to and you enjoy it so much. And you love it. Um, guys... I I enjoy the show sometimes. I think sometimes it could be a little too much for me. Yeah, of course I would watch it. Um, if we I wasn't doing recaps on it, I'd probably watch it here and there. You know, get the good parts. But that's probably about it. But yeah, I'm happy for her. if she, if that's if that happens to her, super happy for her. And I will have to uh, talk more shit on her someday. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, hey, guys. You gotta I didn't stop talk talking shit, about, shit on Natasha. Right? I didn't talk shit about anybody. I talk shit more about the show, not the people. Not yeah. about so, Kenny's junk. Not about any of these things. I said talking shit. His junk just got more airtime than me. I mean, nothing <laughs> about his junk. I'm sure his junk is fine. <laughs> okay, I'm talking about Kenny's okay. junk. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> we go into Breakup Island. So, you know, maybe Chelsea and Natasha got off a little easy because we get to witness four breakups in, well, kind of four, three and a half. I guess. So first we see Becca dumps Thomas 
And this was cringeworthy. Rise. This was cringeworthy. Because I've never actually watched a full season of Paradise. Is is it always like this at the end where like it's just rapid fire and like they just go through a montage of breakup, breakup, breakup? Is that is that pretty standard? I mean, kind of. I wouldn't say that there were like it's been a while. And I think that there were more couples this time than there have been previously. And they okay. all kind of just dropped. But again, sometimes they are like, I don't think we should get engaged, but we can continue pursuing this on the outside. It seemed like everyone was pushed to break up or get engaged. And it seemed like those were the only two options this season. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, this was a very dramatic breakup from start to finish. I mean, Thomas, those are definitely I fake tears. Really? Not- I felt that one. That one I that one got me a little bit. I was like, oh, he actually likes her. That makes one of us. That's bad cry. It, I, is, I, I hear what you're saying, but it, it did come. I know what you're saying, Dusty. It was it was a little bit like it was like it was he was trying to be a little dramatic. Like like I need I need to go. I'm just let me go. Let me. Then he then he goes and she takes a second. It was like um, it was like he thought that's thinks, what was what he needed to be saying Thomas! on camera, like on a TV show. But and like, she, yeah, I, 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 but I do feel you. I, I, I think the the feelings were were genuine. I think it was just played up a little a little much, and that's what. And Becca freaking running after him. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> like this is come on now. You guys could have easily had a conversation. Like okay, let's just let's just go. Let's just. Leave. I can yeah. I can see why she didn't want to get engaged. She's been engaged twice and neither of them have worked out. So I like, I get that. I get why she wanted to make a decision for herself, but like they're together now and it seems like they're happier than ever. What about some of the people coming on the show and they admitted like, hey, I didn't expect to fall in love. I didn't expect, I came out here to meet friends. I, I know. Is, uh, is that not hilarious how I huh. was like, wow, I'm surprised that the show was airing that because they made such a big point of people coming on for those exact reasons as well. And then they got just like, you know, chastised and like kicked off. And then people are like, yeah, I came on just to get a tan and, and make some friends and everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. This is, uh, what's going on here? So there were two smaller breakups and then the big one that I think you guys are referring to. So the two smaller ones are McKenna dumps Ed and Ed's like, oh man, but maybe we could explore this. Maybe we could go to the fantasy suites. Maybe we could <laughs> explore this. Maybe we could go to the fantasy suites. <laughs> And she was like, yeah, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go home now. <laughs> Got to shoot that shot. He, shoot that shot. he had no regrets. Truly no regrets. Good for him. Hey, I, I thought it, he seems like a chill dude. That's the type of dude you want to like grab a beer with. And you're like, all right, man, you seem like a bro. Like you're, you're a chummy dude. I'm down. That's someone that's optimistic and always in good spirits. And you know what? You never know what will happen when you were someone that is with that mindset. He was, so. he was hilarious. There was a part where... McKenna clearly was like, yeah, it's bro. It's not happening. And he's like, but like, I still like, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, you know, at least, you know, making some plans after this. And I'm just like, hey, my guy. Uh. Read the room. But he, he, he just, he does. He seems like a sweetheart. He took it well. It was a great sport about it after, you know, yelling up to the guys and. I just got dumped. <laughs> yeah. He, he took it about as good as you could, you could take it. And then. Uh, James dumps Anna and Anna's devastated. And it's like, honey, you knew him for a day. You can't like, what are you going to do about it? Mm -mm -mm. No, just one of those relationships. I mean, I think she even said she's like, she was coming in late. And when she found out she was coming in late, she's like, oh, why am I even doing this? I think Mm -hmm. that's why, you know, people that go on now in the future, 
negotiate, negotiate with, with production. Don't, don't go on late. If you want a legit chance, either say I'm going on, on the beach, going on first or, or nothing. And now you're stuck in a contract for another year. <laughs> That's one thing. Yeah. Dusty, you're worried about is you come on late and then they just own you for, for a year after. And you, you weren't, weren't there, there were even some people that didn't even get on the show. And like they're Alexa? in a contract. Or yeah, Alexa. Yeah. So it wasn't Alea too. Uh, Alea was there for just a minute. Alea was there. Oh, she, oh no, she was. She was. Yeah, she was. She went on the show. Yeah, she was. It was just Alexa, then, huh? But yeah, this sounds so stupid to be under contract and say you have a podcast and you're not able to do your podcast and say if new opportunities come around, you're not allowed to do those opportunities for just two minutes of airtime and not finding love. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But you I think know. I think yeah, Anne is a good example for any future contestants. Really think it out, negotiate. This is how it can go wrong. Yeah. And yeah. But from this breakup, James goes, you know, I came here with every intention of leaving with someone. And I just got to be straight up. Dr. Drew called it last week. Dr. Drew said, Aaron and James are leaving together. And lo and behold. Could I say something real quick? Please do. I have not been a fan of this Aaron guy, probably since his last season. But this ending... Kind of made, made us a fan, huh? I, th- I, th- I think I like Aaron a lot. I, th- I think he's a... I mean, he might bitch a lot, but I think he might be a cool dude that's down for the homies. So, you know what? I like Aaron. I'm team Aaron now. I actually love... That was probably my favorite part of the show last night. I would when agree. He was like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm leaving. You want to leave with me? Let's go. He's One like, sec, yeah. I gotta go break up with hey, but Tia. But then how he broke up with her was Christ, like, no, 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 we, we, gotta do, we gotta do it right here. She's like, wait, right here? He's like, yeah, we, we gotta do this real quick. I'm like, oh God. I gotta get out of here. You know what? I, I, I could kick it with Aaron. I fucks with Aaron. Okay, I Tia like took Aaron. it like a champ too. She was like, what the hell? <laughs> she was all silly about it and like yeah. probably a little bug, but like really handled it well. It was a comical oh, moment. And then they uh, made her drag her bags across the sand. And I thought that was comedy gold. I'm sure she was a little butthurt though. Right? I, I feel like no, she wants she, she had already had two other relationships that she was actually... And she I, wanted a successful She made out with him at prom. Like, yeah. She you was, know. It was like a one night stand. I think she was okay. Okay. Maybe they'll mm-hmm. hit it off outside. It seems like... Bet? Are they talking now? Nation, you think so? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Everyone else seems to be getting together after the show. So didn't, yeah. I mean, was that seems to happen a lot. Didn't Kaylin and Dean do the same thing? Like they didn't leave the show, but then they got back together after the show, right? Mm-hmm. And the yeah. K, or Kendall and Joe did the same thing. They didn't leave the beach together, but then ended so up dating for two years. Yeah. I don't know. Huh. I feel like it's the same. We were talking about how... It seems like, why is there even a Bachelor in Paradise this season? Because it seems like it's already happening in New York. All these people are going to bars together or going to... Um, um, Go ball? No, the one that uh, everyone... Stagecoach, stagecoach. Stage everyone coach. meets at Stagecoach. Yeah. Everybody's meeting up in the real world these days anyway. I agree that we need to get cameras to follow these situations, spin off television. Well, I think those situations are going to bring themselves into... I mean, it's just fuel for the show whenever it does air. Things are going to happen. People are going to talk. There's no secret in Bachelor Nation. That's one thing I've learned. There's no secrets at all. People, the truth will always find its way out. 100%. I found out you were dating Kat from some spoiler account 
before I even <laughs> found out from you. And I was like, I talked to Dustin at least once a week. How the hell That's am funny. I finding this out from a spoiler account? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. See, the, the truth will always get out. And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's making for more fuel. They probably want that now. They want things to get out. They want word to get out. They want drama to arise by itself. And that's probably the only reason they probably brought Brendan and Piper on. They probably already knew about this and they knew exactly what was going to happen. Stir the pot. Who's better at stirring the pot, Demi or the producers? Ooh. Producers will always be the GOAT. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you can never. I've seen the producers in action. action. You can never, uh, yeah. They they are truly gifted individuals. I will give them that. And I and I'm honestly I'm really good friends with a lot of them. They'll get they, you worked uh, up. They're They'll good at what they up. do. Yeah. So at this point in the episode, I'm pretty convinced that we could have just ended here because the rest of it's really really boring. And I don't know if that makes me a bad person for uh, not caring about the people who actually find love, but I like the drama. I'm here for the drama. I watch the show for the drama, not for the things that actually end up well. So like to have these three couples be all happy and then like have their beautiful fantasy suites and these beautiful engagements, it was nice and all, but it was an hour of my life. I feel like I'll never get back. Yeah, I I didn't quite, yeah. It was was, bad. You know, what's funny because I've always been someone, I'm like, I've always said, I'm for the love, right? I want the the love story to be the main focus, not the drama. And now that I've kind of watched, this is my first Paradise I've watched all the way through. I feel like the difference with Paradise and with Bachelor and Bachelorette is I actually seen like, I changed my stance for, I, I, I still agree. I, I believe what I have said always for the Bachelor, the Bachelorette. And I feel like you have all this drama the entire season and you don't quite know who is going to end up with each other. Like, unless you know spoilers or whatnot, like there's, Mm -hmm. they do such a good job of keeping you in suspense. And then you finally get kind of like what, like they've been like just teasing you and they've been hanging it there like that low hanging fruit or the high hanging fruit, I guess. You just can barely, you know, dismiss it. You're not reaching it. And then at the end, you get it. And it's like that, that nice, that warm story. It all comes to, you know, fruition and you get to, experience that last episode of, of their love story finally blossoming, right? But in Paradise, because of the nature of the show, you see how you already have such a good read and such a good tell on couples that are going to make it because they just kind of only hang out with each other. Like, sure, there's mm-hmm. a little bit of drama in the beginning, but then halfway through, right, right till you know the end of the show, they're kind of locked in. So that part kind of does get a little boring. And the drama is what becomes more entertaining at that point because you already know how it's going to end. Essentially, you can, you can kind of foreshadow Mm-hmm. So I think with Paradise, yeah, I'm right there with you. I was pretty bored there with the whole, all the fantasy suites. And I think the drama, I'm surprised I'm saying this, was actually more entertaining for me. Ooh, welcome to the dark side, Peter Weber. I am fully in the pit now, guys. Fully, fully in the pit, I guess. <laughs> That's what that means. The two things that did stand out to me leading up to the engagements where Mari was like, he makes me happy all the time. And I'm like, okay, were you not sobbing over him banging another girl like two weeks ago? Like on the same beach that you're on now? You know what's crazy too? I think I saw, Kenny was like trying to have a conversation, like making sure you're ready for this, making sure you're, you know, this is what you want. And I think this is a scenario where, if you could be too young, you could get caught up in the idea of marriage, of a wedding. Mm-hmm. And you're not necessarily thinking of everything else. I think if you're in the right mindset, you would be like, okay, this happened maybe three weeks ago. This probably isn't the best thing for us to do to get engaged right now. Let's just leave this here together. 
work things out, see how things go. But again, I mean, it's the pressure, right? Get married or break up. I don't know. Free I just It doesn't seem mature. It doesn't seem like a mature call on her end. Um, that's Or maybe she just doesn't give a fuck, but I don't know. No, I, I see what you're saying, Desi. I think, I mean, what, 40, 20, is she 24 or 25? 25. Like that's, that's, that's quite the difference. She's Kenny had a lot of great points he was making and kind of worries about all right, yes, you you feel this way now. You're in this kind of paradise, literally paradise, um, kind of fake world. What's it going to be like in the real world? I, I, and I think a little bit of that too. You know, Joe and Serena kind of have that maybe going against them. Again, I hope it works out for all of them. But I think honestly that, that I think Riley and Marissa have the absolute best chance mm-hmm. to make this. Followed by, in my opinion, um, Becca and Thomas. And then we'll see just because... I don't know, Serena and, uh, and Mari, they are a little young. Yes, they can always be the exception to the rule, but for the most part, there's a lot of, a lot of life experience gaps there mm-hmm. and uh, stuff they haven't experienced yet that maybe they desire at some point, you know, in the next couple of years. And I don't know, we'll see, but... I just, I, so I'm 24. I love my boyfriend dearly. I don't want to marry him anytime soon. Um... Can't leave the party too early. <laughs> but just in general, just it's started. like there's so many people from my high school or like I'm sure you guys have experienced the same thing going like through your 20s and like into your 30s seeing how many people are like, oh, engaged, baby, engaged, baby. And it's like, I just, when do we get to be young still? So being 25 it, it and kind of, yeah, leaving the bachelor engaged is, in, is intense. And not saying it doesn't work. It does work. It's, mm-hmm. It has worked. It can. And not to diss any of those people because like their decisions are completely their own. But damn, I just, damn. Yeah. No, there's a lot of things. Again, there's pros and cons to e- either way, but there are a lot of things you're kind of leaving on the table. I think I've kind of realized that a little bit more now, you know, in the last couple of years, just, just through my experiences. Uh, but you wish the best for them. And, and I really do like speaking specifically on Kenny and Mario. That was a really cool... For me, I, I just, I legit felt it. I bought every bit of it. Um, it. It's so cool to see kind of Kenny, what he's 40 now, truly that you can tell. I just never, obviously, look, he's 40 and hasn't really never said, I love you to anybody. Never really need, felt like he needed to to be with anyone. And really cool story just to see that develop with him and Mari. And I do think they, they're great together. I think they, they make a great couple. I hope they can make it through in the real world after this. And after all, like the romance or the, you know, the Bachelor stuff kind of fades, but Cool to see him, a guy that didn't expect it, really find mm-hmm. it. And I feel like he did. So, Emma, you're saying you would have a problem if your boyfriend hooked up with someone and three weeks later you guys are getting engaged? I don't think he listens to this podcast, but uh, Jesse, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, never propose to me three weeks after boffing someone else. <laughs> Bo- what was that? <laughs> I mean, is that a Minnesota term? What is that? Is okay, that a new okay. Gen Z term? Boffing? All right. Back boffin? on topic here. No, no, let's get, let's get back to boffin. Boffin. You have, that's like a term from the 70s. You are okay. an old soul. I will agree with that. You're an old soul. Anyway, Kendall. How'd you guys feel about Kendall showing up again so to ruin Joe's day? So, yeah, there's no reason for her to be there. There was no reason. It just seems much, so forced. How much they pay her, you think? <laughs> they must have given her a nice her little a bonus You got to pay her a lot there. of money. Because, yeah. I mean, if you're going to pay me enough... I fucking do it too. Shit, fuck it. Well, yeah, I mean, everyone has but a price. For I, wouldn't, anything, I wouldn't do it from the from my heart. I wouldn't do it for like they asked me and they I'm not getting anything. I'm not gonna do it for my ex girlfriend. She's getting ready to get proposed to. Why in the hell am I even in this 
I need to be nowhere in, in this facility. So I just, I thought that was a slap in the face to Joe. I'm, and I, I think we kind of talked about, right, the preview showed her coming back. I was surprised that the show did that to Joe, you know, having him be, you know, such a, like the king, right? A paradise and whatnot in such a big role in the show. I'm surprised they, it, what it brought me back to was when the show kind of threw the curveball with me saying Hannah Ann wasn't going to come uh, to my proposal. And it's mm-hmm. just like, it, I literally went right back to that. And, and, you know, you see Joe kind of, granted, I don't know if, I think Joe is legitimately like moved on and like, I don't know if it actually affected him in the way where he ever considered, oh, maybe I can't do this to Serena. Like, no, he knew what he wanted to do. They were at that point. They were solid. Still going to throw you off your game. Yeah, but like, yeah, like why why do that? Like, I remember like that was one thing I was always, I was so pissed at the show for for so long was trying to like mess with me for so long, right? The entire season and then can't let it go and have to do that as well. Mm -hmm. Why do that to Joe? And just let let him have his day. It wasn't even like, juicy drama it was just kind of like she looked Awkward. uncomfortable on stage there he's just like well like we've already had this talk like 15 times why are you here again um and uh i don't know just thought it was unnecessary i did too i think that it was a stupid plot line that they brought up too many times throughout this season i think that it wasn't it didn't entertain people enough to warrant how cruel it kind of felt I would say the same probably for the Hannah Ann thing. That felt like unnecessarily cruel watching it back. Yeah. I can't imagine what it felt like in the moment. So can't yeah, speak I, to I, that. I guess, but like, I don't think that the payoff for the drama was nearly, like not even close to coming no, worth I, I would agree. doing that. I would agree. But then we end with three happy couples and then a beautiful movie montage at the end to tie it off with a bow. What'd you guys think of the montage? Didn't see it. <laughs> Did you guys follow? Okay, it was. <laughs> they just showed some of the highlights from uh, the season. I I was so tired, and then when I saw after the Kendall thing, I'm like, all right, well, you already know it's going to happen. He's going to come back and propose. So I kind of just figured that's how it was going to end. But three hours is a long time, guys. Especially with someone like myself that's old. I need to go to bed early. Three hours is a long time. I missed it. I'm sorry. It, I mean, but I can imagine it was beautiful. <laughs> it was cool. It was fun. They showed a little bit too much toe sucking. But you know, oh, well. lovely recap. Everything Pete. ended beautifully. Pete, have you ever had your toe sucked? Be honest. Be honest. Honestly, no. Definitely not one of my fetishes. Have you? That that sentence implies that there are others. Well, doesn't everyone have fetishes? Yeah, I guess I mean, that's fair. We're all human, right? <laughs> yeah, we're all human. Uh, but no, toe sucking has never been... Never been a thing. That's kind of no. And when I heard too, what that like? Didn't they say that your your feet? Was it on the show? They said like your feet uh, excrete like however much oil a day or something. My thing no? is you're walking around di- on the that was sand. A different, that was a different show. Where did we hear that? We did hear that. Yeah, somewhere. that wasn't from Paradise. I think that was from. Oh, so funny story, guys. When I was in London, um, I think it was off that show. So when I was in London, oh on my their god, basic, that's who that was <laughs> on their cable TV. This is so weird. They have a TV show called Naked Attraction. 
And this is on cable TV. Guys, Dustin and his girlfriend Kat are obsessed with this show, and I do not understand it for the life of me. It's but like, continue. It's kind of like it's like a Jerry Springer. You just can't help but watch the train wreck. Um, <laughs> but there's this contestant, and they're looking to date someone. There's so there's like five contestants in front of them. They're naked. And slowly but surely, they rise up on their feet all the way to their private areas. And you get to choose, okay, which one do I like? Which like one cable am I TV, home? mind you. Cable TV like- in the UK. Everything? Everything. It's it, no, very odd. And they get, they get close up. Close up on the on it Do all. Do they blur it at all for TV? There's no... No, you see it all. I couldn't believe it either. I know. You see it all. And they're like, oh, well, that one's rather big. This one's a little small. This one... I kind of like the hair on it. Oh, really? What do you like about it? And, and that's what they're saying. And then... And the craziest off. part was they showed me the episode that Dustin went on and I was like, are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> you were impressed, huh? Wait, did you, you went on this show? Uh, he's being stupid. No, oh, God. No, I would never. I'm messing. We would not be roommates anymore. But they were talking about... That was that. I'm sorry. We kind of went off track, but maybe we should talk that's about where it came from. Time. I think one person on that had the foot fetish and that's why I was thinking about, yeah. I, and the oily yeah. feet and then the sucking toes. Back to topic. Yeah. Naked attraction. It's wild. Guys. We will leave that to yeah. Riley and Marissa <laughs> on their Sunday morning. Ugh, Sunday morning. Honestly, God, I freaking love that. I just want to like, He's the last thing we say, morning. I want someone to love me enough to be like that. You are my Sunday morning. That's beautiful. One, one of the purest moments I think I saw was... Riley talking to Marissa about that and at their dinner right before their fantasy suite. I I guess, yeah, I take it back. There was some parts of the love story at the end there that I wasn't bored by. But this, it was the purest moment. And he said, he's like, and you're, and you know, and you're her or you're, 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 you're When I think of Sunday morning, I see you. Or I see you. And she, her reaction was just so pure and just like your heart melted when you saw her. And like, she was just so thankful that he was there. Like you knew they were madly in love. And, um, what a, what a great thing to call a woman though. Like guys take notes. If you're into a girl, tell them. Sunday morning. Cause Sunday morning is your day of peace. You're relaxing. You're my Sunday morning. It's just Sunday like, morning. He, usually... he needs to trademark that. <laughs> he should trademark that. See, I thought about that. I was like, I want to be someone's Sunday morning. And then I thought you about my someone. Sunday morning this week. And I woke up with like my makeup smudged across my face, kind of hung over. And I was like, oh God. And I How guarantee I get to you, this point? <laughs> he still loves you. You know, that's, that's when you know you're, you're someone's Sunday morning. Oh, she's blushing. Oh, oh. You're going to go do that whatever, a bam thing. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Yeah, What's your term? Okay, it's from the 70s. Look it up. It's like okay. how Red's always saying jabroni. That's the 90s. Okay, anyway, thank you guys so much for this amazing season and letting me participate in the Bachelor Breakdowns. Thank you for coming on, Emma. Thank you so much. And we have exciting news that it's about to start all over again. We have Michelle's season coming up. Um, I'm ready to jump in heavy, talk all the shit as always. You know, Peter's going to, you know, talk about chemistry vibes since he's a chemist. And Emma's going to take us down this, uh, she's going to lead us down this road. I'm and excited though for for this season, for The Bachelorette. I feel like it's going to it's gonna start getting, I mean, I think there's a lot more travel, a lot more kind of like getting out there. You're not just stuck in like a resort type thing, which I think is really going to help the show. I'm stoked for it. I can't wait. Should we go ahead and pick? Wait a minute. So I did see one spoiler, but I'm sure you guys did too. For Michelle's season, should we do? We should say something now. All right, 
I think I know who's going to be number one from the spoilers, but should we go ahead? Oh, we don't know. The I don't guys. even know the guys yet. No, I haven't oh, seen it. We can do it at the top so. of the season. I've got plans. Yeah. I'm going to make us okay, guys, uh, don't, cheat sheets. Don't, don't look at no spoilers. I'm not going to look at any spoilers. We're all going to make a guess. Okay. All right. I think right. it's not going to be Clayton. <laughs> wow. <laughs> very, <laughs> my hot very, take. Very insightful. Guys, I didn't even look at spoilers on my season. I didn't even know how mine was going to end till the end. So trust me, <laughs> I'm not looking at any spoilers. <laughs> all right it's been real thank you guys for listening uh to our recaps we hope you enjoy them uh it's been a lot of fun and uh that's that for this season see you next time guys so um for some of the some of you that have seen me and pete went to belize you best believe it <laughs> do you believe it <laughs> i just cracked myself up dusty i just uh i couldn't resist um, uh, yeah we went to uh we went, went to belize it was awesome. ourselves a time before we get into it we went with this company called embassy social which anybody can join um they are actually going to be picking up Actually, from each one of us, they're going to pick three new people to take on a free vacation just to go and um, post content, which is really cool. Um, me and Pete had a great time. We met a lot of cool people. It was phenomenal. Great. Just a, a great app. It's uh, it's just starting up right now. And uh, yeah, definitely excited to share it with you guys. For any of you creators out there, uh, this is this is for you guys. Um, and it's, it's really way, a great way to connect you with, uh, with brands. And uh, what we're going to actually be picking out three winners, three lucky winners each to come with on our next trip. Um, there's talks possibly about where we're going. I think you guys... I heard. I heard. I think you guys might like this spot. Cantagena, Colombia. I heard some rumors about that too. Uh, but keep an eye out. We'll post uh, a lot more info, links and everything, how to... Uh, had to sign up for it. Uh, but yeah, it was just a great trip. It was Belize is, is stunning. And I think Belize is one of the nice, is like hidden gems of the world. Everyone's Honestly. So nice. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You, I don't know. For me, it just wasn't at the top of my mind for like stunning remote islands, like off the coast, like that tropical vibe that you see in movies. And it is that. But I think uh, we should tell them about our little Take fiasco him, on the way to the airport. Tell them, tell them. Yes. Let's start from the beginning. Go ahead. Go ahead, Mr. So, listen. My mom is an angel. My mom flew across the country with my dad. My dad was flying the trip, so it was pretty cool. She came out with uh, one of her best friends, and they were going to house sit our apartment and watch the dogs for the week. So, listen, obviously, I want to spend time with my mom, see her. She got in late, and we. uh, she's like, we're going out. So, I'm like, listen. When my mom says we're going out, we're going out. We're going to have ourselves time. And um, with that being said, gave us a really short night of sleep. So we uh, we didn't get much sleep. I remember waking up at like 4. I remember waking up at 4. We we're going to leave at 4.30. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm exhausted. So I text Dusty real quick. I'm like, hey, man, we're good. Let's leave at 5. Worst thing I could have done. Long story short, we get in the Uber. We're getting on our way. The Uber like makes the wrong turn, not once, not twice, but three times. We end up like circling around. It's kind of confusing getting into LaGuardia as we're flying out of. 
We get to the gate or we get to the uh, check-in counter at 540. Our flight departs at 630. International. I mean, that one's not international. That one's going to Dallas, but we had to check in internationally. Guys, I got to like, I have to do it. See, for me, to my defense, when I'm working a trip, we show up 45 minutes early. International or domestic, it doesn't matter. He's spoiled. You go th- He's spoiled. You go through Peter, different lines. Peter is spoiled. He forgot he was a peasant like the rest of us that, <laughs> has, to go, that has to go through the normal um, protocol. And guys, we got the customer service 15 minutes before they started boarding. We were already looking up flights because we... Yeah, we were we looking up the later flight to connect to meet our group in Dallas. So, hey, look, listen, we manifested it. We were fine. We had this sweet, sweet lady that helped us um, check in a little bit earlier and kind of cut the line. She was awesome. And uh, we made it through security. We sprinted, got our workout in the morning. So we go through security and yeah. Peter gets searched like no other. Like I got a full-on they- massage. Yeah, that's what you want to call it. Okay. Um, <laughs> they were touching him up and down. I don't know what that was about. but Of, of course, it's like when, when you're like trying to get through security as fast as possible, this is when they decide to have the training session done on you. And so they had you know, two TSA agents and obviously training was being done. And it just like, it was, it was, a, it was a massage. That's the way I'm going to look at it. It's all about perspective. <laughs> and so we made it through. And uh, two fingers up. The, okay. <laughs> what? No. Um, we barely made it on like a couple minutes before we get on. We're like, we relax. All right. We're on our way. We get to Dallas, meet up with the group, about to push back. Oh, wait. The engine won't start now on the airplane. So <clears throat> they end up having to pull us back into the gate, get us a different airplane. But the cool thing was like the group was so chill and we were so excited that, you know, we didn't let it bother us. We, we were in still good spirits, got on the next flight a couple of hours later. We get into Belize City. From Belize City, we have to take this three-hour drive through the countryside of Belize. Pitch black. I kid you not. Like this is dirt road. Like not you can't see anything. Like there is nothing around you. It is bumpy. Two and a half hours of those three hours, but it was part of the adventure. It was cool. We get to this little port. Get on a boat. Maybe wouldn't have passed in the states as like for regulations, but it passed in Belize. So. We get on this boat. There's like 15 of us, 16 of us. And there is this firing thunderstorm out in the distance. Like, honestly, it was probably one of the coolest parts for me of the trip. Just like sitting there, like we're, we're cruising. It's pitch black. Like the captain has like all the lights turned off. So it's like night vision is as like bright as possible. And you see this lightning show just going off. And it was like a very surreal moment. You're like, wow. Like, it's so cool to be traveling again, to be out and like, yeah. Adventuring and exploring the world. You know what I mean? Like been, it felt like it'd been so long since we were able to do something like that. The stars, the thunderstorm, the breeze. And then when you look to the left, you saw the blood orange moon rising as well. It that was, was incredible. It was something special. And those moments, those moments are the moments I never forget and always remember. Cause you I feel like you get those moments only so so rarely in life, you know, where you're just at bliss. You're just it's just amazing. I don't know. Yeah, and just like kind of disconnecting. It was super cool. This, so this island we went to was called it was called Reiki, and definitely recommend it. Uh, it's kind of like one of the off the beaten path type experiences, if you will. It's not like going to Hawaii or like a very touristy, crowded island destination. It's the exact opposite. But super I quiet about the I size. I would say maybe a little bit smaller than a football field. Maybe the same size as the football field. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I could see that. Yeah, about 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 a football. Maybe a little bit. I would say maybe a little bit bigger. Like just like one and a half, but 
around that around that distance. You could walk it, I think, in like 10, 15 minutes, the yeah. circumference, right? 100%. You're on there. The people are so nice. They remember your name. They know your name when you're coming. It's like, wow, you just feel at home when you're all the way down by the equator. And it was just so quiet. There was no one else on the really, there was no one else on the island. It almost seemed yeah. like a scary movie set up. You know how beginning of, the, beginning of the movie, like they're on a beautiful island. Something's a little off. Um, but everything was, things were a little off, but in a good way. But nothing bad happened. It was perfect, guys. It was, yeah. I mean, you look like literally the entire, like all around the island and it's just complete darkness all around you. No light pollution. The star, you could see the Milky Way. You could see satellites moving in the sky. It's like that kind of crystal clear type sky. And um, just had, we had a time. It was a great group. We uh, we got to do some amazing snorkeling out there and uh, just, you know, water activities, just enjoying the beauty of it, just of nature. One thing I'll say is I, I've been telling everyone, I, I, I've always heard of like this, what is it, EMF type thing with uh, the paint that like blocks out like Wi-Fi signals or like radio signals, like frequencies. You've heard of that, Dusty? Yeah. Okay. So I've heard of that. And like, you're supposed to paint your room in that and like block it all out to have like a, a good, like, you know, perfect sleeping condition room. Well, on this island, there was, there was Wi-Fi, sure. There was like one, one router that was giving us Wi-Fi. But other than that, like you didn't have all this other interference that like we're so used to just living in the city. I kid you not, there was like, there was three nights we slept there. I have never felt so rested and slept so well all throughout the entire night than on this remote island that I, it has to be because of that, because there was no other stuff going on and distracting our our sleep cycles. We slept like babies the whole time. Funny thing is when we're going to our rooms, they call Pete first and he gets his room to himself. I'm like, oh, Mr. Big Shot got a room to himself. Yeah, I was feeling all good until <laughs> I I go to my room and uh, I find out. Well, honestly, I didn't know what your view was. I I thought you had like possibly the oh, same bullshit. view as me. Don't How did I know that. you had a balcony? Not have a balcony view. Anyways, guys, my bed. I had a corner room and my bed was right off of like pretty much right right off the view, and I I could literally feel like I could put my toes right in the water. And I had a palm tree right there. It was like- And Dustin decides to keep this a secret from me. He doesn't tell me the entire trip until like the last day uh, when we had to go to his room to record a little segment because uh, the Wi-Fi was stronger over there. And I was like, wow, bro, when were you going to tell me you, uh, you were living the life of Riley over here, living like a king, literally living on a gazebo over the water? It's like, I'm staying with you tonight. I'm, I'm good. Yeah, good I'm staying with you, you tonight. You just thanks, for, thanks for sharing the love. You know, it was really cool. And I look back on it. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Oh, I know. What were you thinking? So we go out. Our, our tour guide is like, yeah, I'm going to show you guys some great snorkeling spots. And then we're going to go and we're going to swim with sharks. And we're going to swim with turtles. And uh, I'm like, hell yeah. I mean, I'm, I've never swam with a shark. And like, obviously, you'd probably be a little scared. Granted, they were nurse sharks. Like, they're not like the aggressive kind. They look like the real kind. They look, they look like, like the real kind. They look so we like, get like fuck you up. That's what they look like. It's really kind of intimidating to get in the water at first. Go ahead. It is. You see, like it's like ten of them just all swimming around, and you're like, oh boy, like am I gonna if I jump in? Are they just gonna like pounce on me? Well, I got like really, really comfortable really fast with them, and like I got all. Yeah. I, I felt like Guys, I became Shark Boy. Yeah, he got really comfortable really fast. Like I literally, I was like one with the sharks. And I look. Let me say, I I'm in the water. I'm looking. This mother effer is grabbing on to the sharks like he's a freaking uh, Aquaman. Just, I'm like, Pete, 
Get off the shark. It's still I, a shark. I was like, for whatever reason, like I felt so calm with them. They had such a calming presence. I was like, oh, they're like a dolphin. You can like, you know, people swim with dolphins. I was like, I'm going to go swim with the sharks. <laughs> I don't know why. Like I think about it after. I'm like, I was an absolute idiot for doing that. <laughs> but there was just like, and they could probably sense it. They could probably sense I had no fear coming off me or anything. So they're like, oh, he's one of us. You know? <laughs> Or, or not. Oh, man. Don't you ever do that around me again. You're about to give me a panic. <laughs> it like, was what a... the hell is Peter doing riding this shark? <laughs> like, literally riding the fin of a shark. What the hell? Oh, man. It was uh, only only in Belize. Again, you better believe it. You, you better believe it. We saw a turtle. We saw a sea turtle, too. That was yeah. amazing. He's just swimming over, swimming over to us, like, very slowly. He pops his head up, takes a look at you. And it continues to go on. It was like, it was crazy magical. Um, the sunsets were beautiful. There was probably a thunderstorm every night from a distance. Oh, yeah. Pete, you didn't see this. I forgot what it's called, but like the tornadoes in the water. Um, what are yeah. those called? The water spouts are... Water spouts. Wow. It yeah. looks like a huge ass tornado. And it's it's insane. Like, that was crazy. You got to start waking up early, buddy. You could have saw that. I know. I missed that. But uh, no, just all, all around a great trip. The coolest thing, like I was kind of saying earlier, it, it's just, it's so great to get out again and travel. We're excited to to bring some of you guys with us on on this next trip and uh, and share these experiences. Just good for the soul. Just good for the food. Healing, too. We you know what I mean? The food. Food was incredible. Oh, this food yeah. was so fresh. Seriously, so guys, ch- check out check out Reiki. Look it up. Reiki. R a y c a y e. It's in Belize, small little island, about an hour boat right off the coast. And uh, if you're interested in, in checking out the same spot, you can find it there. We've tagged it a bunch too in our Instagram. I so I, I'm sorry. I got to speak more on the food. I hate when I go to a restaurant like in the city and it's like very fancy and very expensive. And the food is just, uh, this food here, guys, was amazing. Everything from like the appetizers to main course to dessert. I kid yeah. you not. Michelin, Michelin, Michelin star restaurant, it felt like. I don't know. It was delicious. I just, I, I felt like I would, it would have been wrong for me not to touch that on that as well. No, I, I second that 100%. Go, if you, go for anything, go for the food. You won't be disappointed. You what are. we're trying to say. So anyways, guys, keep an eye out for, or an ear out for uh, our next trip. And yeah, I don't know. It's good to, good to be back out there. So Good to be back out there. It was almost paradise. Oh, and keep an eye out for this. Oh, we got something special for you guys. We got a little fun, little, uh, little treat coming for you guys. I think... I think you're gonna you're gonna like i think we were on paradise whoa but even better have here look who we have here all right guys welcome to the most amazing segment the third roommate today we have stacy on she's asking us a deep question I, th- I like this question. One that I think you really have to think about, Dusty. And uh, it is, what is something from your childhood, an event or time period that has shaped who you are today? Really great question. Wow. You go, you go first, Pete. I'll go first. Okay. I'll go first. I think, so this may be, I don't know if this is, directly in my childhood, but like I would say some really transformative years, kind of like, you know, teenage, just growing up, 
kind of really becoming, starting to become who you're going to become, you know, for the rest of your life. Those early, early stages, my mom would always give me this advice and, and that, and this advice was passed, you know, down from my grandmother. And it was, it was, it's just a cool kind of just knowledge or just, or, or a frame of mind that was passed down, I guess, from just in my family, it's always been there. And if any of you, you know, watched, um, yeah, it was on The Bachelorette. I think I, I talked on this um, because it was something that just stuck with me, you know, from a very early age and has helped me in a lot of different um, aspects of my life when I've been struggling or I've been wondering why or I just didn't get it. And it's a Spanish saying that I'll tell you guys and then translate it. Um, but essentially it's, Niño, no te desesperes. Deja las aguas correr. Que lo que está para ti ni si pierde ni si muere. And what that means is son or daughter can be translated to. Don't worry. Don't fret. Let the waters run. Let, they, let them flow as they may. Because what is for you, what is meant for you in this life, what is meant to be, cannot be destroyed, cannot be changed. It'll be coming to you no matter what. And take comfort in that. And know that what's yours is yours. And where you're supposed to be, where the way I take that is, you know, maybe with uh, a certain time in my life, um, if I'm just, you know, going through a career, going through a, a change, a, a relationship, um, startup or, or an end, just uh, maybe a funk and, and a pure low point in your life where you don't know exactly why certain things are going that way. It's, it's just a nice kind of reminder to take a deep breath and relax and just know that, listen, what's meant for me is coming and um, I'm going to be ready for it when it's there. I maybe don't understand everything at this moment and I'm okay with that. Um, but I have faith that uh, it is going to all work out for the better in the end. And I think that mindset is such a beautiful mindset to live in and help flourish your life in general as much as possible. Uh, I think it just does so much good and so many different levels for so many different aspects of your life. So yeah, I owe that to my mom, to my grandmother, just always, you know, reminding me of that. And my mom has done that to me so many, so many times. Like she know, obviously knows me better than anyone. And if there's something that, you know, she, she knows exactly when to say it, put it that way. And it's just like, it's just the most a beautiful reminder. And I think just a great lesson that has always stuck with me uh, my, my whole life. Yeah, I love that, man. We need to, we need to write about, that on. Um, we need to get that in writing. Yeah, no, for but, sure. I, I, I remember I'd always... I had my mom do a recording of it when like, I, like I got my first phone and I just wanted to always have it in a voice memo there just to always listen to when I felt like I needed it. Um, yeah. But yeah, we'll get that, get that up for you guys. Very cool, man. Well, how about you, Dusty? What's something that, you know, is, has really uh, shaped you to become the, uh, the amazing guy you are today? Man, this, uh, this might get a little deep. Growing, growing up, my father wasn't really around much. Um, he was, he was a drug addict for most of my years growing up. And I remember he would stop by every now and then and just saying like, man, like this guy is like, like really like tore up. Like this is kind of crazy. So I never really had that father figure besides my grandfather, but I knew I didn't want to be anything like him. So I would do things that I, I would try to picture things like in my head decisions he might would, would have made and decisions I need to make. So I made every decision growing up possible to kind of steer away from the decisions he made to go down that path for me to go down a better path. 
And I learned that at like a young age. I just knew I didn't want to be like that. So I need to do something different than what him or anyone else is doing that's going down the wrong road. And uh, that just stuck for me. That stuck with me for a while. And I just, uh, it just really, um, I don't know. If I'm doing the opposite, I just got lucky in life and new opportunities came and just kept on just grinding, hard work. My family is blue collared workers and they just always worked so hard. And I would say by seeing that as a child, it really, uh, yeah, ingrained in me and forever appreciative for my family on showing me that and the lessons I've learned in life. And yeah, so that was a Damn, big question. Man, you, wow. That's, that's, yeah, that was a, that was a great question, man. And Stacey, um, thank you for that. Uh, yeah, those are, guys, we love, we love having fun with the fun questions too, but these, you know, these deep questions, that's what it's all about and really connect and hopefully you guys can maybe resonate. Um, Dustin, I love that answer, man. That's awesome. Yeah, you're doing freaking crazy too, things, bro. All your, all the stuff you're putting out there, guaranteed karma. And I think people are starting to really, if they didn't know who you were before, they know you now and proud of you, man. Here we go. Proud of you too, man. Thank you guys. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Bachelors in the City is hosted by me, Peter Weber. And me, Dustin Kendrick. This podcast is produced by Red Rock Music and powered by Acast. Our producer is Red Yoakum and our associate producer is Emma Martins. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. Send your voice memos to btc at redrockmusic.com. That's btc at redrockmusic.com for your chance to be featured on the show. And of course, follow us on Instagram at Bachelors in the City Podcasts. See you next week. Thanks for listening and sign up for our membership program to become a honorary third roommate. Join now for $3 per month and enjoy the episodes ad-free. Click the link in the episode description so you can move in.